The Sportscaster and Her Son is brought to you by Foot First Podiatry. Painful bunions, then it's time to get your bunion fixed with Foot First Podiatry's exclusive Sklar Bunionectomy. No scars, no casts, no crutches, no kidding. For more information about the Sklar Bunionectomy, visit footfirst.com. And by Electroflex, a global leader in electrical conduit for over 60 years, makers of Liquitite Flexible Conduit, electrically connecting our world. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Sportscaster and Her Son, where sports bridges the gap between the generations. I'm your co-host, 12-time Emmy Award-winning sportscaster Peggy Kaczynski from NBC Chicago. I'm the baby boomer, and I'm the mom. And I'm Jason Canada, your other co-host. I am about to be tomorrow, actually, a second-semester sophomore at the University of Texas at Austin. There, I'm involved with student television, also do this show, and yeah, Happy to be here. Happy to enjoy my last couple of days at home. Thank you, everybody who has followed us on YouTube, on our website at thesportscasterandherson.com. Also, those of you who listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, please continue to download and follow and tell a friend. We are closing in on 30,000 for 2020. Got to update my resume. See, 2022. <laughs> so it's true. Um, we don't always get along, but it's our love for sports that has always given us something to talk about. And this is our year ender. And Jason, boy, did we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I'd say of the years of our show, this is probably the most productive one for many reasons. I think that, you know, the Bears, well, first of all, we'll start the Bears. They got a new quarterback and now ending the year, um, hiring a new general manager and a new head coach to be determined. You've seen big turnarounds from the Bulls and from the White Sox. The Blackhawks had their scandal. The uh, the Cubs sold off some of their um, most well-known players, perhaps in team history. And that was just the Chicago sports part of it. So 2021 was a loaded year in sports. It was busy. It was fun. It was sort of the return to normalcy that we had all hoped for after 2021 and or after 2020 for that matter. And I hope to see more coming in 2022. So we went from um, the last dance with Michael Jordan at the beginning of the pandemic to Scottie Pippen um, speaking out in the second year of the pandemic. We also had a show about Tom Brady and lo and behold, Tom Brady and his bucks are back in the playoffs again a year later. So as much as the years change, some things stay the same. Some things will never change. Right. As I mentioned in this episode, we are going to go back and bring you our top shows of the past year. We're we're actually going to push it to like the year and a half. Okay. So Jason, let's start with an episode that was recorded just prior to 2021. We called it Bears or Bust. It was episode number 30. And the reason we bring you this is because not only was it our seventh most popular show that we've recorded, but my late friend Jeff Dickerson of ESPN Radio Chicago was our guest. Jeff lost his battle with colon cancer in December. He was an amazing friend, uh, a truly big-hearted reporter, um, the best broadcast reporter covering the Chicago Bears in the city of Chicago. And um, I, I am very grateful to uh, my other fellow reporters covering the Bears um, who were able to give me an opportunity to visit Jeff and say goodbye before he passed away. Um, looking back at this episode, though, what's crazy 
is if you listen to what Jeff is talking about and what he says, the warning signs for the Bears' failures <laughs> just keep repeating. They were there the past two seasons. Take a listen. In the end, Matt Nagy goes with his gut. I actually liked that part of his statement, that he went with his gut, because now we know who you can point the finger at if it doesn't work, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, this was Nagy's decision. But in fairness, Nagy, this is what he inherited. I mean, if it was Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, I can't do that. I'm probably going to get fined. Uh, for bringing up those names here, but I mean, <laughs> he, you know, Matt Nagy wouldn't be in this situation. I mean, he'd be, he'd be in the penthouse right now. I mean, it would be, you know, maybe winning a lot more games. It was, he would be feeling good. So he, he chose this, but look at what he was forced to choose from. Now, I do think he, he's a Foles guy, though. I mean, Foles and Nagy go way back, and these coaches all go way back with Foles, which again is, is why I have a hard time believing that eventually it's not going to be Nick Foles' job. I think that what Nick Foles, what hurt him was not having the offseason program and not throwing to these mm-hmm. guys and not feeding these guys. And that's, that's an advantage that Mitch has, and that's not Mitch's fault. I mean, that's, that, you know, that's, that's just the, the hand that they were dealt. So Trubisky, he should have been out there throwing to Allen Robinson. He should have been doing these things because he was the incumbent, and, and that's, that's great, and he made the most of it apparently. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Nagy, Nagy will get some blame, but ultimately Peg, they're in this situation because of the guy they drafted and more importantly, the two guys that they did draft. I mean, that's, that's right. why that's to me, it's just a mistake that ultimately will be the undoing of everybody and one that you'll just never be able to overcome as a franchise for a long time. So our next most popular show was high school sports in the pandemic with the father of J.J. McCarthy, Jim McCarthy. So J.J. McCarthy is a former, uh, no, current Michigan quarterback, future starting quarterback for the Wolverines, likely next season, five-star recruit, highest-rated quarterback out of Illinois since Donovan McNabb, superstar, everyone knows who he is. This was a really interesting show for me, particularly because when the pandemic first came, everything was just abruptly canceled. And there was no playbook for it at the time on what would come next because nobody had lived through a pandemic before. So we talked about high school sports with Jim McCarthy, and we talked about what it meant for um, playing in the state of Illinois. The topic of the reason why we did the show was because JJ had decided to transfer from Nazareth in LaGrange to IMG Academy in Florida. And he had said that the reason why he did that was because Illinois was not slated to have a high school football season at the time. Illinois ended up having a high school football season in the spring without state playoffs. But looking back on it, it seems as if the decision to go to IMG paid off for JJ. He needs to be playing a sport, whether it was hockey or football growing up. He he has to be playing this game. With that being said, um, there was, Zero intention at all, my wife or I or JJ, for him not to complete um, his senior season at Nazareth uh, until COVID hit, I think it was March. And at the time in March, we didn't even think for a second that this was going to prolong into the fall. Um, But as March and April came along, April started, they're still not back in school. May starts. 
okay, what's going on here? Now that's taken away all the, the college visits as well as the uh, opportunities to play. We were kind of like, okay, what's, what's the next step here in Illinois? What's happening? IMG reached out to JJ for, for Twitter and um, asked him if he was interested in coming down to you know compete for the quarterback job. He wants to play football. For him, he just wanted to continue to compete. So then our YouTube watchers started noticing us at the end of 2020 when we posted this interview. And it was when I interviewed Jeannie Morris, who was the author of the book about Brian Piccolo that the movie Brian's Song was based on. Now, she was married to then Bears wide receiver Johnny Morris back in the 60s uh, and 70s with the Chicago Bears. She knew all the players intimately. She would go to parties together with the other wives. They would all get together. But she was also the first female sportscaster in Chicago working at WMAQ-TV and WBBM-TV. So what I didn't know was that Jeannie did this interview with me while she was in Chicago undergoing some cancer treatment and just prior to deciding to end those treatments. I was not aware of this. In our conversation, she explains that famous scene from the movie with Gail Sayers' speech, and she tells us the real story behind it. Jeannie passed away in December a year ago, just two months after our interview. I am grateful to her for opening the door some 40 years ago to women like me to follow as sportscasters in Chicago. Listen up to the story she tells about that famous scene. I'd like to say a few words about a guy I know, a friend of mine. His name is Brian Piccolo, and he has the heart of a giant and that rare form of courage which allows him to kid himself and his opponent. Cancer. He has a mental attitude which makes me proud to have a friend who spells out courage 24 hours a day, every day of his life. Now you flatter me by giving me this award. But I say to you here and now, Brian Piccolo is the man of courage who should receive the George S. Hallis Award. mine tonight and Brian Piccolo's tomorrow. I love Brian Piccolo and I'd like all of you to love him too. And tonight hit your knees please ask God to love him. Ed McCaskey, who was a wonderful guy, uh, the current president of the Bears' father, mm-hmm. um, helped Gail write that speech. Ed was very, very supportive of the Piccolo family all through that ordeal. So Ed McCaskey, the wife, the, the husband of Virginia McCaskey, correct, helped correct. him write the speech, which is the one that everyone remembers Billy D. Williams doing in the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, and Ed McCaskey was always had such a great way with words. He was a, oh, yeah. he loved to he sing and he loved to, yeah, he just had such a special way with words. That's the first mm-hmm. time I heard that. It's such an incredible mm-hmm. speech that, um, w- when you saw the movie, 
How did you feel about it? Did you feel like they did it justice or was there more drama and, and kind of, you know, they tweak things to make it a better movie? Well, just as is always, I betcha always true because I've never had anything I wrote made into a movie before. But so there were a lot of inaccuracies in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, the way people were portrayed and stuff. But it didn't really matter because the essence of it was really true. And I remember going to the premiere of it at at the a theater here and with all the bears. It mm-hmm. was just a private screening. And I sit behind sat behind uh, I think Dick Butkus and a couple of other big guys. And uh they're all crying. Oh Up next we have an episode that I personally hope we never have to do again. And it's one that we had done so much. And I just hope that it's over. So this one was a mini episode, first mini episode on this list. And it was, we all made our predictions on who we thought the Bears quarterback would be. It was right after the 2021 Super Bowl. And this is pretty wild. I don't think, I, I don't think we had any idea what was going to happen. I remember my prediction was Carson Wentz. And that kind of somewhat came close. Wentz did end up getting traded at the very least. I'm glad it didn't happen. We had a pretty star-studded list. We had Sylvie. We had Adam Hogue. We had Patrick Finley. We had Kevin Fishbane. We had Mike Berman. This was a really cool episode. It was right around the time when we were starting to experiment with the mini episodes. And uh, another one that's going to be fun to listen to in a couple of years, hopefully when Justin Fields is a pro bowler. Hi, guys. First-time podcast guest, long-time listener. Uh, Mark Silverman, ESPN 1000, co-host of Waddle and Sylvie, 2 to 6 every day on ESPN 1000. I am going to go, and I had a list the other day on the show of 17 quarterbacks who could be had or who could be on the move. And out of all of those, if I have to pick one, I'm going to go Jimmy Garoppolo. This is Patrick Finley of the Chicago Sun-Times and the House Intrigue Podcast. My pick for the Bears quarterback in 2021 is Sam Darnold. This is Adam Hogue from NBC Sports Chicago and the Hogan Johns podcast. Truth is, I have no idea who's going to be starting for the Bears. This is Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic, and I can always count on Peggy Kaczynski to have the tough question. I spent days thinking about it, and I keep coming back to the possibility that Nick Foles is the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears in week one of 2021. How Bears would it be? What's up, everyone? It's Mike Berman from NBC5. All right, here we go, tackling the million-dollar question. Who's going to be QB1 for the Bears? How about we answer a much simpler question? Who's not going to be QB1 week one of next season? Deshaun Watson. Well, so then the Bears drafted Justin Fields, and we really couldn't get enough of talking about Justin Fields. And I think neither could our listeners and our viewers because our third most listened to and watched episode featured an interview that we did with one of Justin Fields' high school coaches, Matt Dickman, in Georgia. Coach Dickman remains close to the Fields family and Justin himself. He gave us some insight into the future franchise quarterback of the Chicago Bears. You know, when you watched him those last two years, I mean, you knew he was ready. He was ready to go to the next level. I'm just happy that he's with an organization that to me is doing it right where there's, you know, you know, Andy Dalton's there to help him, which I guess has been a great from what I've read. Mm-hmm. And then uh, being a coach myself, I knew to me, and, and I know Justin would have liked to have gone one or two, but 
if you look at the whole situation, I knew that if he got past the, the first three, I knew somebody was going to trade up for him. And you know when there's teams trading up, what are most of those teams, what have they done in the past? Well, they've had good years. You know, the green, I mean, the uh, you, you think about all the teams, you think about the Bears who needed a, we're looking for a quarterback. And you look at the things that are going on in Green Bay that with their quarterback situation. Well, all those teams, any of those that were going to move up, that just puts Justin in a better situation to me. I mean, you think about most of the teams that draft one, two, three, well, they didn't have good years <laughs> or good seasons, and they have a lot of things maybe missing. So I, to me, I think it worked out great. Now, of course, you know, to Justin, I'm sure he will never say this, but, you know, Justin Fields is a competitor. So I'm sure he's not going to forget all those teams that passed him up, you know. Exactly. Just needs to get, but he's not going to come out and talk about that. That's just not him. Our second most popular episode of the year was, surprisingly enough, or maybe not surprisingly, um, was our interview with Mark Greco. One of the biggest stories of the year in Chicago was Mark Greco surprisingly being fired by ABC. Probably, well, not probably, definitely the most popular sportscaster, perhaps the entire sports personality in the city. This was such an awesome story or such an awesome podcast to do because Mark Jean Greco is somebody people in my generation, generations before, generations even before that, remember him being on TV and to finally get to just have like a really loose, cool conversation and being somebody who's aspiring to be a sportscaster, getting to talk about the whole dynamic of growing up. One of the coolest things that Mark G. and Greco said was talking about his mother growing up in Buffalo and just how like tough his nails his mom was. And it was such a relatable interview, which is really cool because on this show, we interview so many sports people, whether it be players or coaches. It's so hard to relate because we're interviewing those people because they know more than us or because they've experienced something that we cannot experience. But to be able to relate to Mark G. and Greco and to be one of, if not the first people to really talk to him in public since the firing was awesome and cool and something I'm going to remember for a long time. I just want to say one thing about you and Jason. If my mom and I did a show, like if they had podcasts when my mother was alive and we did a show together, we would have been arrested after the first one because you think I never had an unspoken thought. You think, I had too many suspensions. My mom got kicked out of two high schools. Come on. She had her own radio show in college and high school, a political show. She was also twice the athlete I was, a three-sport athlete in high school, played in college, was a 200 average bowler, a 12 handicap golfer, used to warm me up with overhand curveballs for Little League. Uh, She was tough as nails. She was like Babe Zaharias. Um, She... We always said, uh, you know, mom was way ahead of her time because she couldn't wait for everybody to catch up. So oh, I think that uh, my God. I, I just wish she was around to join you and you guys would crush it on a podcast. Oh, my. I, you know, Mark, I was going to ask you, I wanted to get into your whole, you know, we could sit there and say, who's the best interview and all that kind of stuff. But for someone who. You know, that was one of my questions. A, a le- well, yes, Jason, that's what you learn. Like you learn not Jeez, to ask. You, you learn not to ask those questions. But you know what, Mark? Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you was growing up in Buffalo, New York. Now, 
I only know a couple of people from Buffalo and um, Patrick Kane being one of them here with the Chicago mm-hmm. Blackhawks. And there's like a grit to Buffalo people. So tell me, tell me about growing up in Buffalo. What was it like? What, like, how do you describe, you know, people in Buffalo? I'll tell you what it was like exactly growing up in Chicago. Absolutely the same. The greatest compliment I've ever gotten from a viewer, a listener, or anybody on the street is, you're from here, right? What parish are you from? What parish? And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> it's the same ethnic mix of people. You're either Irish, uh, Italian, or Polish. Everybody was Catholic. Uh, same ethnic mix, same blue-collar attitude. Uh, worse weather, of course. Tons more snow, but similar weather. I mean, it was a Great Lakes thing. Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, Buffalo. We all have the same accent. I mean, upstate New York, we hate New York City, Long Island, and New Jersey. We have nothing in common with them. It's kind of like Chicagoland and Southern Illinois. It should mm-hmm. be two separate states. So it's exactly the same. That's why I had this incredible, incredible desire to be in Chicago. It was always like this mystical place for me. I used to listen to music radio, WLS, Super CFL, The Voice yes. of Labor. Larry Lujak was my idol, John Records, Landecker, Dick Biondi. Dick Biondi, by the way, was at WKBW in Buffalo when I was seven years old. I used to listen to him. And he would come in my office at Channel 7, make coffee, and sit down and talk to me when he was working in the building at LS. Oh, I love Mark. All right. Well, we told you before that Chicago couldn't get enough of Justin Fields, and it showed in our ratings with our shows that we did on Justin Fields. Because, drumroll please, our number one episode last year has to do with Justin Fields. When it was revealed that he scored nearly perfect on part of the intelligence quotient that's part of the NFL combine test that they do, well, we needed to hear more. We needed to hear it explained. Is he really this intelligent of a quarterback? What does that intelligence actually mean? Break it down. Was it true that he scored a nearly perfect score? And and how does it actually transfer to the football field, right? So that's what we did is we kind of like reached out to Dr. Scott Goldman, who administers the intelligence quotient uh, to football players, mostly quarterbacks, a lot of offensive linemen, and surprisingly, athletes in other sports as well. And the whole idea with the intelligence quotient is it gives you some in-depth into how that person learns and retains information. It was such an interesting episode, and um, our viewers and listeners thought so too, because it is the number one episode from 2021. Let's talk about Justin Fields. What do you remember about giving him the test, this quarterback from Ohio State? Sure. So I think there's a few things that stood out. Um, and, and I'm so glad that, that um, they've, they've granted that permission. I think that's great because, honestly, his scores, I think, are something to be very proud of. Um, you know, the first thing that stands out is his scores are very consistent and parallel with a couple of league MVPs uh, and Super Bowl winners of recent late. So he has a profile that matches some of that performance that we've seen. Remember you were asking earlier about, you know, trends. And so <clears throat> he's consistent with some of the people who, who are trending very high right now in the league. Um, 
the other thing that was exceptional was that um, he had no identified weaknesses. Like all of his scores were either um, average, above average, or superior. Oh my and I gosh. think that's really noticeable because most people have at least one or two weaknesses somewhere. He, uh, he had no weaknesses in his profile, which I thought was really impressive from a cognitive standpoint. And then the thing that I think was most impressive was there's, there's an area called learning efficiency, which is your ability to download information and then recall it later. And that's the test that he feelinged out, meaning he got a perfect score on it. So now that we've went through our most listened to slash watched shows of the year, one of the, well, my favorite part, at least of each episode is doing my predictions. So seeing as that this is our 2021 wrap up, I am going to give one prediction for each of the five major Chicago sports teams. So we're going to start out with the Blackhawks, probably the least interesting team in Chicago right now. It's been a while since we've been able to say that. Um, I am going to say that my Blackhawks prediction is that either Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves out the door. Blackhawks have been slumping. They've been bad. Duncan Keith was traded last summer. I think that the ball keeps rolling with them moving the veterans. Probably Taves, but eh, we'll see. Okay, next prediction for the Chicago Cubs. I think that the Cubs have made, before the lockout, made some all right moves. I don't understand the Marcus Stroman signing. Um, I'm going to say that the Cubs missed the playoffs again. I'm not really too bold of a prediction, but there's not too much to work with with the team. So I'm just going to say the Cubs missed the playoffs. Um, maybe that would jeopardize David Ross's standing as the Cubs manager. It probably should, but we'll wait and see with that one. So Chicago Bulls, talk of the town. My Bold prediction for the Bulls is that they make the Eastern Conference Finals. This has been a tough week for the Bulls, getting absolutely demolished by the Nets and Warriors, but I have faith the team's going to get healthy. They're going to make an addition. They will be fine. The Bulls are back. Second to last prediction, and you'll see why these predictions are, are kind of staggered the way that they are. Chicago Bears. Mom, I can't wait to see your reaction on this one. I'm going to say the Bears make the playoffs next year. And the reason why I am going to say that is because of the jumps that we've seen from some second-year quarterbacks this season. Joe Burrow's Bengals won, what was it, like five games last season and are now hosting a playoff game today. Justin Herbert's Chargers were another team picking in or near the top 10 of the draft, and they missed the playoffs by a field goal. So I think that the Bears with the right coaching staff, that's the key, the right coaching staff, the right general manager, the right draft strategy, I think that they have a chance. I mean, the NFC North isn't getting any better. Aaron Rodgers will probably be gone. The Vikings won't be any better, and the Lions are the Lions. So Bears make the playoffs. Let's hope that I can kind of speak it into existence. And finally, last but not least, I've probably went over. You've probably realized why this is the last prediction that I've saved for last. I'm going to say that this year – is going to be one of the best years of my life because I'm predicting that the White Sox finally win the World Series. 2022, oh it's the year. For years, we said it was 2020, and then the pandemic hit, and then we said it was last year, and the Astros hit. And I can't think of a reason why this team won't win the World Series. So we'll elaborate on it more later. We've, I'm probably going over my, my speaking segment, but White Sox win the World Series. That's my biggest and most bold prediction for 2022. What a surprise. Uh, all right. Um, my only final thoughts for the end of 2021, uh, of course, has to do with the Chicago Bears. They ended up cleaning house after the season. Matt Nagy is gone as head coach. Ryan Pace is gone as general manager. The search is on as we record this episode. 
which means Bears fans are hopeful again. At the same time, cautiously optimistic because it is still George McCaskey and Ted Phillips making the final decision, only this time with the aid of Bill Polian, a Hall of Fame NFL executive who has been retired uh, the last couple of years out of the NFL. Now, yes, he knows everybody. I, I agree with that. Absolutely. He said um, Lamar Jackson's a wide receiver. I know, I know, I know. And two <laughs> new Bears front office folks um, are also going to take part. It doesn't leave a ton of optimism, although there is some optimism. They're slightly tweaking the way they are, are doing their search this year. So my final thoughts is I just hope they get it right. <laughs> I really do. I'm just so tired of this. Um, and with that being said, um, I apologize to everyone. My voice is very hoarse. I am sweating a lot. I am in COVID protocol myself. Um, I did come down with COVID. I am in my quarantine right now. So <clears throat> Jason and I are um, quarantined in the house uh, as as we record. Come on, Mom. You usually quarantine for me anyway. Yeah, that's actually true. Um, but I, my final thoughts, I really hope that we get through the this 2022 with the pandemic ending um, and there are no, not going to be any more variants and that we can live our lives the way we are used to living them again and a free society, uh, which is why we love a democracy, um, not to be, you know, have our, our handcuffs with a, um, a virus like this. Um, although there have been some positives that came out of it for those of us who have come together closer as families um, and really found things that are more important to us. So with that, okay, I am grateful, but let's move on, Chicago Bears. Let's move on, Omicron virus. Please, let's move on. Come on down um, to Chicago, Sean Payton. Yeah, right. All right, Jason. Um, if, if the folks love this episode, you guys, thanks for hanging with us for 2021. And we, we're so excited to welcome more of you into 2022. Please let us know that you love this episode. Press the heart button, like us, listen to us. Um, you've heard about our past episodes. You can still go back and watch and listen to them as well. Um, please follow us so that you don't miss an, any new ones. And you can check us out on YouTube. My other YouTube show is Pass the Mic, where I highlight women in sports. Thank you to all of our guests from 2021. Thank you to um, Aldo Gandia from the Barroom Network and to our Sultan of Sound, Adam Yaffe. Jason, you did a great job this year. You're really growing as a broadcaster. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I actually have a question really quick. Did you take my, uh, my outro part because you thought I was going to speak over? Um, yeah, I just want to get this one over. With. All right, <laughs> let's move on to the next year already. Thanks for listening, y'all. 2022 is going to be a great year. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. The Sportscaster and Her Son is brought to you by Electroflex, a global leader in electrical conduit for over 60 years, electrically connecting our world. And by Foot First Podiatry. It's time to get your bunion fixed with Foot First Podiatry's exclusive Sklar Bunionectomy. No visual scars, no casts, no crutches, no kidding. Visit footfirst.com.